This is Holden Karnofsky, and I'll be doing an amateur read-through of my blog post, Learning by Writing. I have very detailed opinions on lots of topics. I sometimes get asked how I do this, which might just be people making fun of me, but I choose to interpret it as a real question, and I'm going to sketch an answer here. You can think of this piece as a sort of sequel to a previous piece that I linked to called Minimal Trust Investigations. That piece talked about how investigating things in depth can be valuable. This piece will try to give a sense of how to get an in-depth investigation off the ground, going from, I've never heard of this topic before, to, let me tell you all of my thoughts on that. The rough basic idea is that I organize my learning around writing rather than reading. This doesn't mean I don't read, it just means that the reading is always in service of the writing. Here's a rough outline and then I'll give more detail. Step one, pick a topic. Step two, read and or discuss with others a bit. Step three, explain and defend my current incredibly premature hypothesis in writing or conversation. Step four, find and list weaknesses in my case. Step five, pick a sub-question and do more reading and discussing. Step six, revise my claim and or switch sides. Step seven, repeat the above steps a bunch, so that's looping back through, having a hypothesis, writing it down, finding weaknesses, doing more reading, revising it. And then step eight is get feedback on a draft from others and use this to keep repeating the same loop. Now, the traditionally hard parts of this process are steps four and six, which are spotting weaknesses in arguments, trying to resist the temptation to stick to my guns when my original hypothesis isn't looking so good, etc., But step three is a different kind of challenge. It's about trying to always have a hypothesis and re-articulate my hypothesis whenever it changes. By doing this, I try to continually focus my reading on the goal of forming a bottom-line view rather than just gathering information. I think this makes my investigations more focused and directed and the results easier to retain. A little more detail now, and that'll be the rest of the piece elaborating on these steps. Step one, pick a topic. First, I decide what I want to form an opinion about. My basic approach here is find claims that are important if true and might be true. Now, this does not take any creativity. We live in an ocean of takes, pundits, advocates, etc. And I usually cheat by paying special attention to claims made by people who seem particularly smart, interesting, unconventionally minded, which means they're not repeating the same stuff I hear everywhere, and interested in the things I'm interested in, such as the long-run future of humanity. But I also tend to be at least curious about any claim that is both important if true and not obviously wrong according to some concrete reason I can voice, even if it's coming from a very random source, a YouTube commenter or whatever. For a concrete example, I'll use this hypothesis, which I examined pretty recently and wrote about on the blog. Human history is a story of life getting gradually, consistently better. There are other more complicated examples I've written about recently that I won't go into, like the collapsing civilizational competence hypothesis, the most important century hypothesis, and my attempt to summarize history in one table. But I will, I will be keeping it a little simple and talking about the life has gotten better hypothesis. Step two, read and or discuss a bit. I usually start by trying to read the most prominent one to three pieces that A, defend the claim I'm investigating, or B, attack the claim, or C, set out to comprehensively review the evidence on both sides. I try to understand the major reasons they're giving for the side they come down on. 
I also just chat about the topic with people who know more about it than I do and who aren't too high stakes to chat with. In the example I'm using, I read the relevant parts of Better Angels of Our Nature and Enlightenment Now, focusing on claims about life getting better and skipping discussion of why. I then looked for critiques of the books that specifically responded to the claims about life having gotten better, again, putting aside the why. This led mostly to claims about the peacefulness of hunter-gatherers. Step three, explain and defend my current incredibly premature hypothesis in writing or conversation. This is where my approach gets unusual. I form a hypothesis about whether the claim is true long before I'm qualified to have an opinion. The process looks less like read and digest everything out there first and more like read the one to three most prominent pieces on each side and then go. Now, I don't have an easy time explaining how I generate a hypothesis while knowing so little. It feels like I just always have a guess at the answer to some topic, whether or not I even want to. The main thing I have to say about the how is that it just doesn't matter. At this stage, the hypothesis is more about setting the stage for more questions about an investigation than about really trying to be right. So it seems sufficient to just start rambling onto the page and make any corrections or edits that my current state of knowledge already forces me to make. So for this example, I noted something down along these lines. And this is me, my original hypothesis. Life has gotten better throughout history. The best data on this comes from the last few hundred years, because before that, we just didn't keep many records. Sometimes people try to claim that the longest ago, murkiest times were better, such as hunter-gatherer times, but there's no evidence for this. In fact, empirical evidence shows that hunter-gatherers were very violent, and we should assume that these early times fit on the same general trend line, which would mean they were quite bad. Also, if you go even further back than hunter-gatherers, you get to apes, whose lives seem really horrible, so that seems to fit the trend as well. That's the end of the hypothesis. Now, at this stage, this is not a nuanced, caveated, detailed, or well-researched take. Instead, my approach is more like try to state what I think in a pretty strong, bold manner, defend it aggressively, list all the best counterarguments, and shoot them down. And this generally fails almost immediately. So that brings us to step four, find and list weaknesses in the case I've written down. My next step is to play devil's advocate against myself, such as looking for people arguing things that contradict my working hypothesis and looking for their strongest points, noting claims I've made with this property. I haven't really made an attempt to look comprehensively at the arguments on both sides of this, and if I did, I might change my mind. Now, this summary obscures an ocean of variation. Having more existing knowledge about a general area and more experience with investigations in general can make someone much better at noticing things like this. So in the example, the devil's advocate points I came up with included, first, I'm getting all of my life has gotten better charts from books that are potentially biased. I should do something to see whether there are other charts excluded from those books that tell the opposite story. Now from my brief skim, the hunter-gatherers were violent claim looks right, and the critiques seem very hand-wavy and non-databased. But I should probably read them more carefully and pull out their strongest arguments. And then third point, even if hunter-gatherers were violent, what about other aspects of their lives? I mean, Wikipedia seems to have a pretty rosy picture. Now, in theory, I could swap this step, which is listing things I'd like to look into more, with step three, which is writing what I think. That is, I could try to review both sides of every point comprehensively before forming my own view, which means a lot more reading before I start writing. I think many people try to do this, but for me at least, it's not the way to go. Here are a few reasons. First, 
Debates tend to be many-dimensional. For example, has life gotten better quickly breaks down into has quality of life metric X gotten better over period Y for a whole bunch of different XY pairs, plus other questions like which quality of life metrics matter the most? So if my goal were to understand both sides of every possible subdebate, I could be reading forever. For example, I might get embroiled in the debates and nuances around each different claim made about life getting better over the last few hundred years. But by writing early, I get a chance to make sure I've written down the version of the claim I care most about and make sure that any further investigation is focused on the things that matter most for changing my mind on this claim. Now, once I wrote down the idea that there are a huge number of charts showing that life has gotten better over the last few hundred years, I could see that deep diving any particular one of those charts wouldn't be the best use of my time compared to addressing the very weakest points in the claim I had written by going back further in time to hunter-gatherer periods or looking for entirely different collections of charts. Step five, pick a subquestion and do more reading and or discussing. One of the most important factors that determines whether these investigations go well, in the sense of teaching me a lot relatively quickly, is deciding which subquestions to dig into and which not to. As just noted, writing the hypothesis down early is key. I try to stay very focused on doing the reading and or low stakes discussion most likely to change the big picture claim I'm making. I rarely read a book or paper once from start to finish. Instead, I energetically skip around trying to find the parts most likely to give me a solid reason to change my mind. I read those parts carefully and often multiple times, try to figure out what else I should be reading, whether this is in other parts of the same document or academic papers on topic X to contextualize these things, etc. Step six, revise my claim and or switch sides. This is probably the single trickiest part. This is pausing that step five, which is looking into subquestions, as soon as I have a modified often still simplified, under-researched, and wrong hypothesis. It's hard to notice when my hypothesis changes and hard to stay open to radical changes of direction, and I make no claim that I'm as good at it as I could be. In the example, I pretty quickly decided to try flipping my view around completely and noting something like, a lot of people assume life has gotten better over time, but that's just the last few hundred years. In fact, our best guess is that hunter-gatherers were getting some really important things right such as gender relations and mental health, that we still haven't caught up to after centuries of progress. Agriculture killed that, and we've been slowly climbing out of a hole ever since. There should be tons more research on what hunter-gatherer societies are and were like, and whether we can replicate their key properties at scale today. This is a lot more promising than just continuing to push forward science and technology and modernity. Now, this hypothesis that I just said completely contradicted the original hypothesis I said. And I now think that both of them are wrong. This new hypothesis sent me down a new line of research, constructing the best argument I could that life was better in hunter-gatherer times. Step seven, repeat steps four to six a bunch. So that's the loop of writing down what I think, looking for weaknesses, and noticing when it changes, what I think changes. So I tried to gather the best evidence for hunter-gatherer life being good and for it being bad, and honed in on gender relations and violence as particularly interesting, confusing debates. On both of these, I changed my hypothesis and my headlines several times. My hypotheses became increasingly complex and detailed, as you can see from the final products. One of them is a post that I linked to called Pre-Agriculture Gender Relations Seem Bad. It's a simple headline, but it argues that gender relations for hunter-gatherers 
were and are far from Wikipedia's rosy picture, according to the best available evidence, but the evidence is far from conclusive. And it's especially unclear how pre-agricultural gender relations compare to today's. And then the other one is called Unraveling the Evidence about Violence Among Very Early Humans. And it argues that hunter-gatherer violence was indeed high, but that contra the book Better Angels, it probably got even worse after the development of agriculture before declining at some pretty unknown point before today. So those are more complex hypotheses. In this process, I went through several cycles of, I think I know what I really think and I'm ready to write, followed by, nope, having started writing, I'm unsatisfied with my answer on this point and think a bit more investigation could change it. So I kept alternating between writing and reading, but was always reading with the aim of getting back to writing. I finally produced some full opinionated drafts that seemed to me to be about the best I could do without a ton more work. After I had satisfied myself on these points, I popped back up from the hunter-gatherer question to the original question of whether life has gotten better over time. I followed a similar process for investigating other sub-questions, like, is the set of charts I found representative for the last few hundred years? And what about the period in between hunter-gatherer times and the last few hundred years? And then the final step eight is to add feedback from others into the loop. It takes me a long time to get to the point where I can no longer easily tear apart my own hypothesis. Once I do, I start seeking feedback from others. First, just people I know who are likely to be helpful and interested in the topic, then experts and the public. This works the same basic way as the loop I just described, but with others doing a lot of the part about noticing weaknesses, which is step four. When I publish, I'm thinking of it less like this is great and definitely right, and more like, well, I can't easily find more problems with this, so it's time to see whether others can. Next section. I hope I haven't made this sound fun or easy. Here are some things about this process that are hard, taxing, exhausting, and a bit of a mental health gauntlet. I constantly have a feeling after reading, like I know what I think and how to say it. Then I start writing and immediately notice that I don't at all. Every sub-question is something I could spend a lifetime learning about if I chose to. I need to constantly interrupt myself and ask, is this a key point? Is this worth learning more about or else I'll never finish? There are infinite tough judgment calls about things like whether to look into some important seeming point or just reframe my hypothesis such that I don't need to. Sometimes the latter is the answer, like it feels like some debate is important, but if I really think about it, I realize the thing I most care about can be argued for without getting to the bottom of it. Sometimes the former is, it feels like I can try to get around some debate, but actually I can't really come to a reasonable conclusion without an exhausting deep dive. At any given point, I know that if I were just better at things, like noticing which points are really crucial, and reformulating my hypothesis so that it's easier to defend while still important, I could probably do something twice as good in half the time, and I often realize after a massive deep dive that most of the time I spent wasn't necessary. And so because of these points, I have very little ability to predict when a project will be done. I'm never confident that I'm doing it as well as I could, and I'm constantly interrupting myself to reflect on these things rather than getting into a flow. Half the time, all of this work just ends up with me agreeing with conventional wisdom or the experts anyway. So I've just poured in work and gone through a million iterations of changing my mind, and any random person I talk to about it will just be like, oh, you decided X. Yeah, X is what I just already assumed. The whole experience is a mix of writing, Googling, reading, skimming, pressuring myself to be more efficient, and that's very different and much more unpleasant compared to the experience of just reading. Among other things, I can read in a nice location and be looking at a book or e-ink instead of a screen. 
Most of the work of an investigation is in front of a glowing screen and requires an internet connection. I'll write more about all these challenges in a future post. I definitely recommend reading as a superior leisure activity, but for me at least, writing-centric work seems better for learning. And I'm not sure whether I'm going to include this in the post, but if anyone tries to carry out something like these steps to do their own investigation, it would be really cool to hear how that goes in the comments.